You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, from the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Once Upon a Time After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Once Upon a Time After Show. Hello, Oncers. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another AfterBuzz TV After Show show for once upon a time the best show on tv it's season two episode 17 welcome to storybrooke and boy oh boy did we get a welcoming tonight um i am tiana hopson filling in for kathy kathy's not here with us sadly but she will be back next week and as always we're joined tonight with these two lovely co-hosts good evening kaori take Hi, everyone. I'm Marissa Serafini. And we're all wearing our green. I like this for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I'm a little upset. I was hoping to pinch one of you guys. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, I wasn't about to get, <laughs> I wasn't about to get pinched. I'm all I made about sure it. I got mine on for the day. So, <laughs> the night's not over. <laughs> That's right. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> so, this episode was pretty. I think we all screamed at the end of it, mm-hmm. a couple points in there. Loved the ending. The ending was great. That was good. This had to have been one of the best episodes of the season, I thought. Yeah, definitely one of the best episodes. Yeah, one of the best. Um, So let's get into it. It starts off with a father and son who we find out are Owen is the son and Kurt is the dad. They're camping in 1983. And all of a sudden there's this big storm coming and it's magic. Well, we know that it's magic. They don't know. So then the next day when they wake up, there's a new town there that just kind of appears out of nowhere and it's kind of weird and people are like who are you who are you who are you because there everyone seems to know everyone and we find out that this is when everyone first got to Storybrooke the curse has just started Regina's waking up like yes I did it I won and is so happy what did you guys think about old old school Storybrooke 1983. I liked it. We saw everyone there for the first time, but they haven't really changed. Seeing them now in present day and seeing them back then, yes, time stopped or was technically on a loop. Mm -hmm. I don't think time really stopped, but uh, their mannerisms and personalities are still the same and everyone still knew each other somehow. Mm -hmm. It was was very, like, Groundhog's Day-esque. Yeah, that's what I think. You know, with Regina walking through the town every morning, doing the same thing. Sure, their outfits changed, but it was the same conversations happening every single day. I just want to note that I really liked the the color of it in terms of, like, the filming and the cinematography. It was more pastel-y and more, like, black and white, but then there was a pop of color on, like, Regina to Mm -hmm. her lips and Mm -hmm. clothing on certain people. I really liked that kind of effect. I agree. Cool. Yeah. I, I like the saturation and the sepia tone. And I and I love that they took note from, you know, Dr. Whale's episode when we went to his land and it was all black and white. You know, they made a way to show you the difference right. so mm-hmm. that you knew which time zone you were in. So that was very good. That, I love that part, too. Let's talk about Mary Market um, as a teacher again, because we haven't seen her <laughs> teach in, no. a, in a long time. I almost forgot that she was a teacher for a little bit. And I love that the class opening was the same way we saw her in season one episode one with that little bird flying into Mm -hmm. the thing I was like wow okay but my question (laughs) at that point when I saw this was I had this epiphany of does Regina have control over who these people turned into in Storybrooke like she enacted the curse so Uh how did people's personalities come through I my guess is it was kind of more chosen at random. Mm-hmm. At the same time, 
of course, like their past self was put into play. You know, Granny was still stuck with Hood, yeah. you know, and then um, Snow still had some kind of link. Obviously, once she met John Doe, she was kind of gravitated towards him. She decided to volunteer and keep visiting him. So I think definitely there's some kind of it's true to them, their true self, right? But it's also kind of random. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think Regina had control over people's personalities and the qualities about them because when she enacted the curse, she wanted them to be at a place where there were no happy endings. So I think she um, started this curse so their outcomes and fates ended up differently, but not their personalities. Right. Well, I mean, like, I'm always, like, shocked to see Ruby the way she was (laughs) in old school Storybrooke, because I almost forgot, because this second season, that since she remembers her former self, she's such a sweet girl, but there was a phase when she was a little, you know... She was a rebel. She was a rebel. Scandalously... (laughs) She was drinking, or dressing very... (laughs) She was showing a lot of skin. Yeah. Yeah, she looked like a a streetwalker. Questionable. (laughs) Questionable. that's how we saw her in season one. Right, exactly. It was good to see her back like that. I... I don't know why I like yeah, seeing the, her. Yeah, like, the streaks in the hair, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Red in there. Yeah, because I, I was just thinking if Regina had control over picking, you know, their personality traits, why would she make Mary Margaret such a nice and kind person? Because we saw mm-hmm. as it went on that even that began to bug Regina that, you know, when they were walking down the street and she ran into... Mary Margaret and Mary Margaret apologized and was like, oh no, I should have been watching where I was going. She's like, you're not even going to fight me I over this? So it's almost annoying to Regina that, yeah. you know, oh my gosh, like I, I ruined her happy ending, but she's still just so nice and sweet and everyone's going to love her. I think what really bothered Regina was that that was the realization that the curse she thought she'd win but then everything was like a groundhog day so mm-hmm. it was so monotonous and so dull. She wanted something uplifting and she wasn't getting it. Yeah. So I think that what, that encounter with Mary Margaret was like crap no one is ready to face me and everyone's just giving me like a, hey what's up beautiful day even though it's like gloomy <laughs> again uh, that goes back to Regina wanting people not to have happy endings and mm-hmm. here everyone's happy and content and she's and ironically she's the one that's not happy yeah that's true yeah. until she meets Owen and Kurt and Owen kind of you know there's that whole scene in the in Granny's Diner when we first meet them and Regina's trying to figure out who they are and then we're back in Granny's Diner again and they're sitting in her seat. Yeah. Yeah. They're in my seat. <laughs> which kind of made me think like the voice and the inton- the way she said it, the, her intonation sounded like you're in my throne. Right. Yeah. Kind of right. deal. And, and we know that from the conversation she had with Mr. Gold in his shop that she's looking for something that Mr. Gold can't give her is what she said, Um, you know, because she has this hole in her heart that she needs something more. And Owen's kind of the first one to stand up to her or against her in town because she hadn't felt anyone, you know, fighting her on any of the decisions she made. And so Owen Mm -hmm. talks back to her, which I loved seeing that little boy. Like, well, I'm already sitting here. I'm enjoying my breakfast. Mm -hmm. Leave me alone. And and it's nice to see Owen with that type of personality, especially because we see Henry, who's pretty much the same age, who's completely opposite. It's a nice foil to add to Regina. It is. And so, I I thought Regina started off with good intentions with Owen and Kurt, but then she kind of changed into a psycho girlfriend who's trying to move way too fast. Like, oh my god, I love you. (laughs) No, I don't. No, I don't. Let's get married. No, let's not. Well, she's just, she's lonely and disheveled and She's kind of a mess back yeah. in, like, of, of course the curse happened and it's not the way she wanted it to be. No one knows her. Every, she's controlling everybody. So mm-hmm. she's like, man, this this kid can give me something different and I need to hold on to him because he's supposed to leave tomorrow. Yeah, because so. um, at dinner, and I love that for dinner she made the apple turnovers. That's like her go-to dessert. <laughs> Homegirl needs to find a new dish. Well, I just wanted some of her lasagna, even though the kids said it, <laughs> said it was good. <laughs> and and um, the episode when... Emma and them came and Snow White came back from the old time fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Uh, Regina made lasagna. Oh, yeah! Didn't yeah. she make the lasagna yeah. for that party? Right, yeah. lasagna yeah. with the pepper flakes. So she, so she's got two dishes. Yeah, two dishes. <laughs> You're more than welcome her, her to come go-to. over to After Buzz, Regina, and make us some lasagna. <laughs> yeah, we'll take some fine with that. I'll, I'll pass on the apple turnover. Don't know what you're using in there, but everything else, yes. Um, so it was really cute, though. Her, 
her interaction with Owen at this point um, with the apple turnovers, and he tells her, you know, why why aren't you a mom? And you you'd be a good mom. You'd be a really good mom. And I think that's the first time Regina kind of realized that a child is what she's missing. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what my mind went into because we do know that Mr. Gold eventually somehow does get Henry right. for Regina even though she said I need something that you can't help me with it's like oh okay like this is where the thoughts of Henry started See, yeah. I, so maybe you guys can fill me in on this I got a little confused as okay. as once loves to do to me um, <laughs> Rumpel had did, did he really have no recollection you know what I was wondering the same thing okay because mm. I was like I don't know because I, I know I we've so. discussed it in the past where maybe his memory started coming back to him when Emma got into town mm-hmm. and that's when you know the clock started moving that's when he started remembering okay but then I've all but I just I'm not sure that I believe that he didn't know in that moment right. I think he was yeah. still kind of letting her believe because he can use the information later on you know like as oh he did. She, yeah as he did like oh she doesn't know that I know but I know Right, right, but then well, I, hmm. yeah, I think he still does know because even before the curse was enacted, he was powerful and all knowing, mm-hmm. and he's too powerful of a person to immediately forget. And he was evasive when Regina asked him; he wasn't really answering the question. So I think he still does. Yeah, know. and it was his curse. Why would you yeah. create a cur- curse that you're gonna forget everything on? I think he would find a loophole for himself because mm-hmm. he did also make the deal with Regina before doing the curse. He said, "When we get." to this new land, I want my situation to be better than it is here, which is why he is Mr. Gold and practically runs the town. Right, but didn't he, like... I I feel like I remember him saying, like, he also thought he'd forget during the curse, and that's why he wrote down Emma's name, and that's why he knew Emma would help trigger his memory back, because he wanted to be part of the curse to get Neil. Right? Anyway, I just want to figure that out, but... it's a tricky question because Gold is such a tricky character yeah, where yeah. you can't, you never know until it actually comes out of his mouth. If so he, viewers, if you viewers have any Yeah, what's your opinion, guys? Yeah. Let us know, please. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a really good question right there. So Regina goes on to try and stall these this poor father and son from leaving town. She even goes to see our favorite mechanic before he was sadly yes. gone. Gus Gus. Um, nice to, to see him back. Yeah, it was good to see him back. I'm yeah. glad that they brought him back. Um, I'm so glad they brought back Sheriff Graham. That's I all about to say. About that, <laughs> but Sheriff Graham is Cutie. back and we were all, I think we all gasped. <laughs> yeah. Yay, Greg! That was a touching moment. I wish he hadn't had died. Mm-hmm. I wish he was still around. I know. So sometimes I, I wish he'll come back. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I wish they would find a way to get him back, but still stay true to like the story. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, oh, bringing back a zombie or something like right. that. How it, cliche and maybe it's in a science book with whale. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's just in a different land, guys. We just need to find him. <laughs> I don't know. His heart's pretty crushed right now. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, so the mechanic can't really do anything because they've already picked up their car. So Regina rushes back to her office, gets out the box with Sheriff Graham's heart in it, and starts talking to the heart, telling him to find the car, find the boy and his father, stop them before they cross the line, and to arrest the father for drunk driving and bring the son to me. And then she turns around, and there's Kurt right there. Here's the whole thing, sees the whole thing. How weird! How weirded out are you when... Awkward. You hear that. Not only is she talking mm-hmm. to a heart, but she just said <laughs> yeah, right? she was going to kidnap your son, who just lost his mother six months ago. I mean, she must be a very welcoming lady to leave her door open. I mean, if I was, a, you know, <laughs> Regina the Queen, evil queen, I would have had a fortress of a house. I don't. I was kind of surprised that he was right there. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that was pretty bad. That was... I. But I liked how Regina gave that order to Graham... Graham's heart because his son is so much like the evil queen trying to give the huntsman um, demands to mm-hmm. kill Snow White. Mm-hmm. It was very much right. the same very paralleled. Way. That's mm-hmm. so true. I really Didn't like even that. Didn't think of it like that, Marissa. Yeah. <laughs> Marissa's having some great ideas. 3 a.m. text <laughs> messages from, from Marissa are the best when she texts you. I just put it together, guys. Regina Mills, Miller's daughter. 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 Yes. Epiphany. Epiphany But it was great because I it clicked for me too. It was just three o'clock yeah. in the morning. But so yeah. I didn't get it at yeah, that, that was moment. Cool. 
It was. <laughs> so then here comes Sheriff Graham, storms into the office, trying to take down um, Kurt, trying to arrest him for drunk driving. Which is hilarious. <laughs> Which is so funny. I haven't laughed that hard in a while because <laughs> Homeboy wasn't even driving. And or drunk. Or no. drunk. And he says it, I'm not even driving. How are you arresting me for drunk driving? And he tries to tell Graham, you know, you're being controlled. She was talking to something in a box. She has control over you. And he's like, oh, you sound crazy. And you're not the drunk one right now. <laughs> and he pushes over the box with a heart on it. And that kind of stalls Graham because, you know, he doesn't know what's happening with his chest at that moment. So he's able to escape and make it to the car where Owen's waiting for him. And they just take off on this high-speed chase through Storybrooke. In Storybrooke. That was actually kind of cool. It was, right? Car chases are, like, the best thing to watch. Mm-hmm. on the news. Everyone stops their day when there's oh, no, a good car chase true. in no, LA. That happens at my work. We have TVs on and then we'll, there's on the speakerphones like car chase and then we watch the car chase. Yeah, you will spend like 20 minutes watching people on car chases because they're so exciting and this was a very exciting car chase. Especially in Starbuck, such a small town small where everyone's town. doing the exact same thing yeah. every single day and mm-hmm. that car chase goes through you. Yeah, yeah. everyone's going to Like the one that. car driving down the street was like, what? I've never had I another know. car driving with me before. I think it was really smart that he pushed the heart box Yeah, because I, I wouldn't have thought of it. I'm like, I'm screwed. Like, I don't know what to do. Bam. Smart. So as they um, go through this car chase, um, Sheriff Graham and Regina are able to cut them off right before the um, city line. And Owen tells, or no, I'm sorry, Kurt tells Owen to get out of the car and to run. Don't stop. Keep running. Call your uncle and, you know, be safe. And there's this whole father-son moment where he's like, I don't want to leave you. And he's like, no, but you have to. Just go. And so kid takes off running. Graham, Sheriff Graham comes and gets him. And the kid stops just short of the line and is watching his father being manhandled by, you know, Sheriff Graham. Graham. And as a kid, not only is this whole thing probably scarring because you don't oh, actually yeah, know what's happening, mm-hmm. but then to see your dad being taken away from you when you don't even realize and then here's the super sweet lady Regina who's been so nice to you made you feel so welcome she's trying to talk him into coming back like you it's okay I'm not gonna hurt you I just want us to be happy you said you wanted to stay and he said yeah but not like this right Mm -hmm. or not this way not like this not like yeah not like this and you can just and Regina lets him go which I wasn't sure she was or not. What did you guys think she was going to do in that moment? I mean, considering the future, I knew she was going to let him go. Yeah. Because I know that Henry somehow had to have been a replacement. So I had a feeling that he would be let go. What did you think at that time? Yeah, I thought um, Regina was going to let him go. Because right now, at this particular point, she's not at the point to like kill anyone. Or mm-hmm. she doesn't really have any vengeance against anyone new as Storybrooke. And, um, yeah, and she came on so strong to <laughs> Kurt and Owen. I think the least she could do was let him go. At that point, though, if you're going to let the kid go, why can't you also let the That's father fun. go? Because even if they both run back into town and say a crazy lady tried to kidnap us and kill us and do all this stuff, when they came back like Owen does later on with the police and there's nothing there. They just would have seemed like crazies and been locked up in a mental institution for a little bit. So what was the... Like, why keep his dad? See, I totally thought that, too, when we were watching. Like, why... If he, she's going to let the son go, she mm-hmm. needs to let the, the whole package go. But then, of course, ending is like, oh, there, there has to be a story to this. And, you know. The yeah. question is, where's the father? Yeah. Yes. Is he, where's is he still Kurt? alive? He better be alive because I want to know how he is. Story, bro. And, and <laughs> I, I know that we've we have all had our things with Regina. I know that Corey's a team Regina fan <laughs> here. But I, I think that tonight's episode, when she's standing there, when Owen's back and like, no, my dad's back there. There's a town Storybrook, and I know he's back there. And he t- t- talks to the little lanyard and says, "Dad, I'll never stop looking for you." And Regina's right there and like trying to touch him. And she's Aww. crying. I was heartbroken for her. No, and I I felt bad for Regina before, but I've never felt heartbroken for her before. And in that moment, I was heartbroken. I feel bad for her because we see now in present day that she doesn't have Henry, and then we also see it that he, that happened already in the past where she couldn't get the son, or this 
little kid to be part of her family either. So just having those two occurrences that where she can't can't get someone that she loves into her life is sad. It's I think it's really sad and tragic for Regina because I, I'm a pro Regina girl, but I'm not. Fi- I'm filled with tons of Regina disappointments. She kind of has like a social inability and that's probably what causes a lot of things that happen to her i mean if if she didn't get all obsessive and girlfriendy on the kid maybe they would have had time to spend more time they've known you a day yeah and you you, first of all you invite them over to dinner at your house which okay small town nice neighbor but then you're talking to the kid and you invite them to move there yeah whoa that's moving a little. That's oh. stage ten clinger. Right and it's there. so she funny. <laughs> Zero to sixty. She was like, "I don't care about the hot father. I'm all about the cute little kid." Yeah. <laughs> if she had been thinking about herself and like, "Oh yeah, he would be great to date," you know, Kurt. But no, she was only after just that kid. kid. She wanted to be a stepmom. Yeah. Again, yeah. she's just unfortunate that she has a lot of. Um, she's been raised awkwardly and uncomfortably. That she doesn't know how to get things the way. They, she should try mm-hmm. to get them so she gets them in bad ways and then ends up not getting them. I think maybe the reason why she wants a kid so badly is because her parents, she wasn't raised the ideal way mm-hmm. from her parents mm-hmm. so if she had a kid she would have like a whole fresh start and she, um, their kid well her kid would be like raised with love and be cared for by someone you know, yeah. the, her kid would have a better life. I think she, she did. I think she also wants to have love in return. Like she wants exactly. to be appreciated. I don't think she yeah. feels that at all. That goes with something else I have to uh-huh. <laughs> say for so, the rest. So, last of the- question about this though: Do you think Regina still has the lanyard that Owen gave her at the diner? Um, Did she yes. keep it? Yes, because Regina is sentimental. We've learned in season one that she's kept little magical items mm-hmm. here and there that mean um, the most to her. So, I think she still has it. I think she does, yeah, too. Yeah, I think she has to have it still. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, if you're not watching us live right now on AfterBuzzTV.com, please go to iTunes, rate us, subscribe to our podcast, com- leave a comment, do whatever you need to do, give us five stars, and let us know what you like, what you don't like about the show. Um, we're trying to make a show that is for the fans, so we love to hear your input, and let us know how we can make this experience better and more magical for you. Like how I threw in the magical there? Nice. Yeah, I did that on purpose. <laughs> I'm smart sometimes. <laughs> Alright, so now let's talk about present day story, Rook, because there is a lot happening there, too. Yeah. There is a lot happening. Um, so it starts off with Regina at her mother's casket. Um, in the Is that a mausoleum? Is that what that tomb thing's called? Yeah, mausoleum. Okay, I wasn't sure. Uh, me, well, obviously, me neither. Yeah. It's mausoleum. Glad someone up here knows what they're talking about. <laughs> I grew up literally at the entrance of a cemetery, so yes. Oh, there you it's go. Mausoleum. Explains that a paid lot. off. Yeah. Um, so Mr. Gold shows up as she's mourning and says that he's coming to pay his respects to Cora because she will always have a place in his heart. Which Regina, of course, throws back in his face. Like, you killed her to save yourself, so Mm -hmm. how dare you say this? So Regina says, you know, I'm going to kill Mary Margaret. She has to pay for what she did. Now, out of that conversation, did we think that Mr. Gold would actually warn and help them with Regina? Because he goes straight to Mary Margaret's apartment and tells them, hey... Just so you guys know, this isn't over. Regina's out for blood. She's coming after you guys. Uh, I mean, uh, before, I, I, I was thinking initially, I really liked it. I love it when Regina and Rumpel have a conversation <laughs> because they're my two favorite people in this whole entire show. And I love that Rumpel said some really good points. He said, like, you just need to quit the vengeance thing because yeah. more blood will be shed. And, like, you're not going to get, you can't have both. And I think he's right. So and I anyway back to your thing. It's <laughs> true you can't yeah, have you your can't cake have yeah. everything. Can't have your cake and eat it too. And um, that's the theme throughout the whole thing there with the this whole you can't have everything with Regina right. who wants it all. Yeah, even when she tries to get it all, it's not the correct way. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
Yeah, I do think that Rump. I did have a feeling Rumpel would go straight to his family, only because he he does have a kind of debt to them, whether he wants to admit it or not. He owes his life to this family at this point. Yeah. He has to tell them something. Considering he almost just died, and yeah. they were the reason that he's alive now. So, so do yeah. we think that the new Rumpel, well, not new Rumpel, but this kind of family-oriented Rumpel mm-hmm. is going to last? I don't know. I mean, he he did go to the the mausoleum, mausoleum to <laughs> uh, to tell Regina like to stop doing it, which I think was to protect them. But I do want to see more of his interaction with Neil, actually. Yeah. And maybe maybe then we'll see more of a more improved Rumpel. Even a r- interaction more with Henry, because that's his direct grandson. Who mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he may or may not have to kill because, right. you know, he's the kid. Oh, that's another Oracle. one. <laughs> <laughs> that's another story. Yeah, right? A whole other thing. Um, so this is when we find out that Mary Margaret is basically in a state of pure, I don't it's not depression, but she's just in like a comatose type of state of mm-hmm. mind where she isn't. She's out of commission. Yeah, she's just out. Yeah, she's for the count like a right ghost. now. Yeah, and you know Henry's around, and they're not telling him the full story still. And Henry gets so mad when they lie to him because. And he always throws in their face, oh, like you lied about my dad. Or, oh, you're just like my other mom because you're lying to me, too, and making me feel dumb. Like, kid, I get it. You're upset. but And they should learn. But, I mean, you can't keep throwing the same thing in their face. Well, I guess for a little while longer you can. (laughs) (laughs) But not for too much longer. I mean, he just got a new dad. He should be ecstatic. (laughs) Yeah, he should be spending all his time with his dad. Yeah. Right, right. But a kid knows when someone's not telling, and that especially goes to the moment where Henry knew Emma was lying to him, oh. and just like Emma knows when people are lying to her, mm. it's like, a family uh, thing. It is a family. That's thing. a blood gift right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a family thing. Um, so basically, we find out that Regina had been looking for something in the mausoleum. She ends up finding this. What was it? A roll with a spell on it. And Rumple, like yeah, a scroll. Um, did I say a roll? Yeah, I'm thinking of bread. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but Rumple is able to figure out that based on some of the ingredients around that are missing, which were, which what was missing? Because I uh, didn't a ca- chimera, 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 blood, and viper eye. There you go. I don't know what those things. I have are. those two things in my pocket right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But basically that this is something that could force someone into thinking that they love you or at least going through the act of loving you. Kind of it reminded me of kind of what maybe Sheriff Graham was going through. That was she had control of his heart, but she was still able to feel that sort of connection where he was confused about how he felt about her because obviously he was being controlled. Yeah, he was being controlled. But you know it, a spell like this is not good for Regina. And the mm-hmm. kicker is that the final ingredient is the heart of the person who she hates the most, which at this point is Mary Margaret. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So no it becomes protect Mary Margaret time and let's all work together. And they they do throw in Gold's face, you know, you owe us a debt and you always pay your debts, right? Mm-hmm. Are, so true. So true, right? Throwing his words at him. Yeah. His own words at him. So Gold's kind of there to watch over, I guess. and The watchdog. Yeah, the watchdog of the group. Meanwhile, Emma has taken Henry over to Granny's um, diner to see his dad, Neil. And <laughs> I, Henry's so smart. Because, He's you know, smart. here yeah. comes Ruby with a ice cream sundae with, like, double everything. And I just- mean... That would have me hooked. Yeah, I mean, I would I would have been thinking, hey, he's, they want something from me. I'd be like, oh, sweet. Like, Dad's trying to suck up to me to, you know, really show mm-hmm. he loves me. No, Dad wants to bribe you into going to New York with him. But Henry's plan, which is smart in theory, is why don't we just get rid of magic in Storybrooke? Because magic is the root of everything that's wrong. Because I have my mom's fighting. Mm-hmm. My grandma might get killed. His thought is that, you know, let's just get rid of magic. Uh, so he excuses himself to go to the bathroom 
but takes his backpack with him. <laughs> and Neil over here is feeling really good about himself. You know, he's like, oh, yeah, I've been a dad for three days, and I, I got this. He's in the bathroom, then we're going to go pack up all his stuff and leave it to Emma to come over and be like, um, where's his backpack? He's your son. You're like the king of disappearing. <laughs> He's your son. Yeah. That was so great the way she said it. Oh. <laughs> it really was. So Henry's taken off. Um, meanwhile, Emma had had a conversation with Greg up at the counter. Greg Mindel, who is the patient at the hospital right now, who finally we don't know. out of the hospital. Yeah, finally out of the hospital. We did not know why he was there, but we had some theories of on As what business does <laughs> what he business have? What business he had here. in there? Right. <laughs> Why is he so nosy and who's her? Why yeah, is he exactly. Who is her? Yeah, who is yeah. her? Why who is he is sticking her? around? So he says that he's going for a hike because the doctor said that it would be good for him to get out and move around. So um, it's at this point when Regina comes storming into Snow's apartment and we find out that Gold is like the watchdog. And then Henry's running around in the woods and he runs right into Greg. And it's kind of like, that moment oh there it is right there on the screen it's that moment of you know they're both surprised to see someone else out there because they're both up to something that Mm -hmm. no one should know about Mm -hmm. and how funny is it that their lives are parallel they're kind of you know they don't even know they don't even know don't even know but I thought it was interesting because Greg kind (laughs) of snaps a picture we heard a camera click and I was like what is he doing did he just take a picture of Henry's address and I wondered why, which came into play later, because he calls Regina and lets Regina know where Henry is. Regina, at this point, doesn't even know Henry has run off. And right. then, you know, you have <laughs> Emma, Neil, and David, and Ruby all looking for him. <laughs> they use Ruby as a dog. Like a German Shepherd yeah. police. Like a hunting dog, hound. like all the time. <laughs> I start the times that she's been around, because... I mean, she hasn't been around that much, but, you know, she's been inserting herself a little bit. And it's always like, hey, we need to find someone. Can you track them for us? Mm-hmm. We only want to use you for your power, your superpower that you have right now. But in season one, when Ruby was on that case, you know, with yeah. the whole thing with Catherine, when she went out to the bridge, wherever that was, you know, she found, like, little thing that the box with the finger... Um, mm-hmm. So we've learned that Ruby is actually a pretty good tracker, yeah. naturally. Naturally. So, yeah. So Regina, she can add to it. She, Regina yeah. um, shows up and she tries to talk Henry out of putting a bomb down the well, dynamite, dynamite down the well to destroy magic. Which would that have even worked? See, that's what I was because it's already puzzled. in there. So I feel like you would have to actually suck the magic out as opposed to just blow up the well. I don't think that there's when. When Henry was talking about just getting rid of magic, that's how I when I felt like, oh, he's still a, a kid. Because for me, that's impossible. I can't mm-hmm. imagine how uh, Kate Sisson Horowitz is going to make that happen if it happens. Yeah, I think the way to get rid of magic is you have to use magic to get rid of I magic. I don't know. It's just yeah. it's one of those things. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> the more you use it, the more powerful you think you are. And anyways, so Regina does one of her wishes the yep. whoosh, whoosh and whoosh. you know the dynamite just disappears and that was cool and then <laughs> Emma and David and um, Neil all show up and there's a big standoff which I thought was interesting because you know they're like no Henry get back over here get away from our son and Henry's trying to convince Regina like I don't want you to use the spell on me because it won't be me loving you it'll just be you know you just make me think that I do instead and I can't even it happened so fast this whole little exchange that I didn't even see what prompted it but all of a sudden Regina had a fireball and David's gun was out and I was like oh magic versus like a gun who wins in that well I think a gun would definitely is Regina's whoosh fast enough to stop a bullet from piercing her heart well she has a is she she like, had a fireball. fireball. Yeah, so she yeah. might be a little occupied. With one hand. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Regina, I think Regina kind of has the upper hand because magic is yeah. so mm-hmm. so important and she, <laughs> integral in Storybrooke. She's got to be able yeah. to use the right spell, I guess, because there are three of them. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, one whoosh with her hand could get rid of all three of them, right. send True. them flying into the trees, knocked unconscious. But um, Henry, you know, gives us heart compelling speech he stands in between a fireball and a gun which is pretty ballsy for a 
kid. He knows that. I mean, none he knows of that. He knows that on him. either side, like no Won't one's gonna. But there's yeah. there is that whole friendly fire thing where people get harmed. <laughs> He's like Switzerland, you know. No one's gonna touch him. No, <laughs> no one wants to, but sometimes <laughs> things just happen. <laughs> So anyways, Regina ends up just burning the curse because she's like, I, Henry, I can't get rid of magic for you because in her heart she knows that she still wants vengeance. Um, so she burns up the parchment. Um, David lets Gold know, and Gold kind of says to Mary Margaret back at the apartment, um, I guess my job here is done. I can go now. And this is the first time we've heard Mary Margaret speak all episode. She goes, how do you do it? How do you live with yourself? after all the terrible things you've done. And his response was, you have to tell yourself you did the right thing. And eventually over time, if you tell yourself that enough, one day you might believe it. Yeah. I actually don't mm-hmm. think that Rumpel is done protecting them. I think he's going to keep on protecting them somehow. Even I, if he, even if they don't know that he's protecting mm-hmm. them, I feel like he, he has such a strong sense of family because <laughs> he spent so much time trying to find his son that... Yeah, and then he, you know, he, he was heartbroken by a wife and I think he's really invested in Neil, and then he is invested in Henry. I don't know how that's going to turn out. So, <laughs> in turn, he's he's invested in Emma and Snow and and David. So, I love Rumple again. Like Heart. These dark characters that I, I have do. a hard time liking most I root weeks. for Regina more so than so These are the kind of guys I go for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great taste. Um, <laughs> so then, Mary Margaret, that didn't sit well with her. So yeah. she just shows up at Regina's heart and starts pretty much begging her to kill her. Like, Take my heart. Crush it. This feud that we have, is it's been going on for too long. It's never going to end. So let's stop it before someone else gets killed. And at this point, Regina had a great line where she says that she never learns from her mistakes. And then she reaches in and grabs the heart. And at that point, I was like, oh, my gosh, she did it. (laughs) I mean, we saw in the preview for the episode, you know, last week that she went in for it. But I was kind of like, oh, maybe it was her dreaming Uh that she did it because that's Mm -hmm. her ultimate goal. But she actually went in and grabbed that heart. But little did anyone know. Snow's got a little darkness growing. When when she first saw the dark Mm -hmm. or the dark spot, I thought it was like, isn't that a sign of cancer I know, or but, something in the yeah. lung when there's black dots in your lung. I was like, oh my gosh, she has cancer. And then I realized that, no. So does, do, you th- do you guys think like the heart has to be in the human to turn it dark? Because Cora is pretty dark and her heart was red. <laughs> you know? Mm, that's true. That, I, I thought about that. I'm like, I wonder maybe, you- maybe since the heart lives on, even outside of the body, it can continue to grow dark. I know, but like Cora's heart was Red. Very red. Very oh, it red. was very red. Yeah. So maybe Cora wasn't as dark as we, we thought died. she was. I don't know. She's pretty dark to me. She, she was pretty <laughs> dark. She was kind of crazy. So basically, <laughs> Regina, Regina then realizes that Snow's actually slowly killing herself and mm-hmm. is punishing herself in this at this point. So there's no point to kill her because eventually she will have it all. She will get everything even Henry because Snow's heart is going to continue to cl- to grow darker to the point where she's going to start hurting her own friends and family. And she's going to destroy herself. And she's going to destroy herself. Do you think that's true? No. Snow turning but she's, on, she's on the path to she's becoming path. dark. But now that she knows she's on the path will that make it easier for her to fight the darkness? I mean... I don't know. I mean, she is the ultimate good. Yeah. Yeah, I think Snow White will fight for good. Yeah. That dark was spreading really fast, too, for how pure she Well, I think it's because she's, like, in this depressive stage, and she's letting herself be depressed. So once she, like, starts being positive again, maybe the heart will, you know, cover up and red again. And then here's Mm -hmm. the greatest ending ever. We see that Greg has been watching this whole time on Regina's porch, sees her reach in and grab the heart, sees the heart in her hand, even sees her put the heart back inside of snow. And then he looks down, and on his key ring of his car, he had the lanyard from his dad, and he says, Dad, I will always look for you. And I was like, yes! Yeah. He is Owen. Yes. Which earlier... Tiana called it. I did. Tiana spoiled it for Tiana us. Tiana we're like, sorry, thanks. Guys. No, we were happy. <laughs> I made them pause the TV. No, that was a great... Yeah, I never have girl. great moments when I'm watching the episode. You have a I lot of great moments, girl. I never figure it out beforehand. <laughs> I'm always wrong. So I was very excited that that 
turned out to be yeah. Owen. Yeah, and you called that early, so yeah. props to you. Yeah, when you called, I was like, oh. <laughs> You're like, oh, name's different. Please be right. <laughs> but now at least we know why why Greg is in Storybrooke. So yeah. that will actually help us, you know, along. Of course, when will someone start asking him questions, you know, instead of letting him just kind of be around the town, maybe question, right. hey, I- you're good to go home. Why don't you leave? Right. But I think it's interesting how Greg, now Owen, that we now found out that it was so coincidental that he just happens to come back to Starbuck once Magic just returned. Mm-hmm. Like the timing mm-hmm. couldn't have been better. Yeah. Maybe that has something to do because, you know, they, they couldn't see Storybrooke on the city line mm-hmm. right? Ever. So maybe when Magic came back, maybe somehow the line opened up again. I, I don't know how he found Storybrooke, but we need to, that's what we need to figure out is how he got back there when he clearly couldn't get there yeah. before. Well, I, I think I'm with you there. Like, when the magic came out and the, 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 the line became more evident because obviously that's where magic can't happen. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was his time to get so. back. And I love the fact that there is a stranger in Storybrooke now. At first I was like, why is he still roaming <laughs> around the hospital? But it just makes such uh-huh. good sense yeah. and I just can't wait to... Uh, there's a second one in Storybrooke probably, right? His dad? If yeah, where's yeah, if his dad? Where's his dad? Is where's his, his dad, dad locked up in one of the hospital rooms like Bell was? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, Is he in a dungeon awesome. somewhere? Where is his father? Where's Kurt? Yeah, I think it's, yeah. Inter- I think it's interesting how Owen was still the stranger back in 1983 and in present day. And in present day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good catch mm. there. Hmm. So that was a great episode. I really enjoyed it. I can't I wait to see it. where they move on from this. Now we're going to go into a special segment that Marissa has. Oh, she's really excited. Right. I'm so excited. Okay. So for all you oncers, you may know that I believe it was Titan Magazine. Yeah. They've released this exclusive 148... <laughs> Once Upon a Time magazine for all y'all. Yay. Look at that. For, if you're not watching on YouTube, I highly suggest you watch us. Um, so <laughs> Just to see the cover? Yes, just to read it. So Tiana and I have been, like, I'm sure all of us have, but Tiana and I have been looking all over the place in L.A. Like, I literally, I went to so many stores, I can't even remember how many yeah, I counted. I've, I can't count how many and stores I went to. I literally, this weekend, I found it at the most random place. A blockbuster. Blockbuster? <laughs> wow. <laughs> a blockbuster of all places. I'm like, what is this doing here? So, well, still we, have blockbusters? What were you doing at a blockbuster? <laughs> I'm a film major. So I, I found it at Blockbuster. Sure, of course I bought it. And um, and I started reading it. I haven't finished the whole thing because it's 148 pages. Usually I read things all the way through in one sitting. And then I'm sad at the end. I'm like, oh, it's over. So... Uh, since this is an exclusive <laughs> magazine, I just I want to like spread it out a bit, you know, like let it cherish. Yeah, the, yeah cherish that's it. cool. Um, so it has some great interviews from the writers and um, the cast members, such as um, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Lana Perea. Uh, not Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, uh, not Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> Jennifer Morrison. Sorry. <laughs> Jennifer yeah, Morrison uh, should be on uh, Once Upon a uh, Time, though. Yeah, she should. Oh, my God, that'd be Anytime. awesome. She can like come. Katniss came. Yeah, Katniss Everdeen. That'd be oh, yeah. Awesome. Bring her in. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I want to see that, Oncers. And so uh, a lot of great interviews. I highly suggest you go out and find it, or you can order it online. I'm sure, and uh, there are some good quotes from some of the interviews. I just kind of want to give okay. you a little snippet. All right. Um, like the writers, like like us as the audience, you know, we have a hard time trying to follow all the storylines, but the writers also mentioned that they have a difficult time trying to follow the three <laughs> different storylines, especially at the beginning. Mm-hmm. The first half of this season, season two, uh, you know, they had a hard time distinguishing present day. Storybook to the old time fairy tale Storybook and the flash t- flashback. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, yeah, that was so confusing. Story. That was hard. So they had a hard time, you know, keeping those stories straight too. Um, a quote from Lana Perea's interview. She mentioned uh, the wardrobes that she Regina has to wear. Uh, she she likes the costumes and she said, uh, "You feel like an action hero because I do. I feel kind of heroic when I put them on." Oh. Even though her character's a little yeah. far from heroic. <laughs> so, um, and another good quote about Lana, uh, she talks about her the characters Daniel and Henry and what she wants. She said that Regina 
wants to uh, wants to love, wants to feel love, and to give love, which also goes with the storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wants to love Henry, and she wants Henry mm-hmm. to love her back. So this whole just giving love and, and that well, whole aspect. We were right. <laughs> yeah, that aspect. Um, Jorge Garcia, who, as we know, played the giant. giant. Uh, when they were shooting his uh, his scenes for the dialogue, you know, because he's a giant, um, they said he had to look at a Barbie doll, um, oh. you know, for the sizing from because he's a giant. And he had to look at, um, mm. you know, Hook and, and Emma and Emma when they were on the ground. So they used mm. a Barbie doll to get that sizing. Oh, cool! I, mean, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And then uh, and also when. They film the scene where uh, Jorge, the, the giant, picks up Emma that he, he was actually holding a Barbie holding doll. A Barbie, cool. So, that was cool. I Tricks like the trade. Yeah, I like that aspect of filmmaking. And uh, and Jared Gilmer, who plays Henry, of course, uh, he said anything he um, the one thing he really wants to do was have a sword fight in Fairytale Land. Ooh, I think that can happen. I, I mean, we saw the practice with yeah, David, he was right? Yeah, he was practicing, yeah. which. Which I'm I'm just gonna throw this out there in an early early prediction. I think if they go to Neverland and Henry goes along, mm. he's going to have a sword fight with the pirates. It, that has to happen. That would be awesome. That so would. he kind of would get his uh, wish granted in that way if it becomes true. So I highly suggest go out and buy the Once magazine if I'm you can go find it. Now. It's <laughs> Blockbuster. An, yeah, it's an exclusive store. Just try Blockbuster. If you can't find it anywhere else, and if not, go online yeah. and buy it. It's a great read. I haven't finished it yet, and I know I'm gonna enjoy yeah. it. You you already gave us just like five points, but I, I bet there's yeah. tons oh, more in there. So much more, so and much there's more. there's a lot of pictures and just great insight. To, Love it to once. Can't wait. All right, let's get into some news and gossip. After Buzz TV news. Okay, guys. So there's this interview with. Ginny Goodwin and Bailey Madison, who plays Young Snow um, from the AP, and it and Jin or uh, Bailey is just so well spoken. She's so adult like, and she's only thirteen years old, guys. Okay, I keep forgetting that she's only thirteen. Well, she was talking about how she's always being told, you know, oh, you look so much like Ginny, you look so much like her. But not only did she want to look like her, she wanted to actually be like her and act like her. So this girl assigned herself some homework before coming onto the set and asked for footage of Jenny's scenes and practiced her mannerisms and her facial expressions and everything. And I thought that was... I was like, wow, she takes her craft very seriously for a 13-year-old girl who most kids would be like, oh, no, I just want to... I want to have fun and go do what I want to do on the weekends, not... She Mm -hmm. said her computer is full of screen captures of Jennifer Goodwin's face. Ah. facial expressions and everything and you could see it because last week's episode that was one of the things i noticed was i was like oh my gosh they cry the same yeah it was so on point so she did a great job on that great job um in other news so there there should be a big congratulations to megan ori who plays ruby or red she has been cast as a female lead in a cbs pilot drama called intelligence opposite Lost Star Josh Holloway. Um, so what does this mean for Ruby <laughs> on Once Upon a Time? Everyone's been freaking out over this moment on I, Twitter. I'm like freaking out right now. So <laughs> according to her contract for the CBS show, she the CBS show is in first position. So right now it's just a pilot. If it does get picked up, mm-hmm. then she will hold on to that first position credit. She will go to the show, even if Once Upon a Time is renewed for a third season, which it hasn't officially been renewed, but we're all assuming it's going to get renewed. Mm-hmm. Um, but the good part is that both of the shows are produced by ABC Studios, so it's allowing flexibility where we could see Red, even though she won't be in every episode because she was promoted to season regular for season two after last year's pilot season when she was getting a lot of interest and offers for shows mm-hmm. to leave. They made her a series regular this season. Of course, we haven't seen her that much this season, so I can kind of see where she's like, ah, maybe I will right. test out the waters out elsewhere. But she sent out a tweet to all her fans that said, thanks all, very excited for intelligence, but fret not little reds. I predict we haven't seen the last of red or ruby in the big blue coat. So there is hope that she will still be around, even if she has to do two shows at once. 
That's the kind of dedication she has for you her fans. You can do it. She mm-hmm. can do it. So in news that just keeps getting bigger, this whole spinoff show, they're now casting. Um, they're looking for their Alice right now. Uh-oh. They've cast uh-huh. a couple people, but they are sent out um, a little casting notice. Um, it's set to shoot at the end of April. They're just doing a pilot, or like a test run of it to see if they like it. But they're casting for an Alice who's being described as a British 20-something, is young but has already had a hard life and carries some emotional scars. Um, Amal, who is mi- Middle Eastern, attractive and soulful. And the Knave, who is a loner and a heartbreaker. Um, and the Knave in Lewis Carroll's novel um, is actually on trial for burglary and Al- Alice comes to his defense. Mm. So there's no word about a Mad Hatter. They did say that if they had a Mad Hatter, they weren't going to recast Sebastian Stan because a lot of people were thinking that that might happen. And Horowitz actually said that this will be its own thing. So everyone keeps calling it a spinoff of Once Upon a Time where it is, but it isn't because it's actually going to have nothing to do with the storylines we see mm-hmm. on Once. So it will be its own just Wonderland kind of themed show, mm. which I thought that could work. No? Marissa's face says I no. S- I still don't like Marissa's it. Marissa's still not I still don't this. think it's too premature to have a spinoff. I mean, it's yeah. only Once Upon a Time is only in its second season. They're finally getting like steady good ratings. I mean, even though yeah. the first season had great ratings, but it's still finding its footing. You know, there's still more characters and storylines to to explore. Yeah, I'm with yeah, you there. Right. I feel kind of like I don't want I don't want a new sh- show to deter the the attraction of this episode of this show right yeah. now. Yeah, and very rarely do spinoffs do better than its pre. Predecessor. Predecessor. Yeah, yeah, there you there go. You go. <laughs> That's the word. So we'll we'll see okay. how that happens. Maybe we'll get to see the episode. Maybe not. Who knows? I mean, it still could not happen. The studio could decide. No, we've seen it. We don't like it. One step the next at a time. Yeah, yeah, one step at a time. <laughs> so then, um, lastly, TV Guy did an, another lightning round with um, Adam Horowitz and Eddie Kitsis. And just a couple highlights from there. Um, they were asked if we would see Aurora and Mulan again this season, to which they said, can't say. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. there is a possibility. Maybe we, we'll see them. Um, they were also asked um, if Neil was Peter Pan, basically. And their answer to that, because it said that, you know, a lot of people are assuming since he's been to Neverland that he is Peter Pan. And they said that Twitter's making an assumption. We can't answer questions based on assumptions. So I, I, I'm going to assume. Yeah. So maybe he's not Peter. Maybe he is a lost boy like we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. But I still want him to be Peter Pan and them to be making a trick on us. Well, he does know how to, like, uh, control a ship. Steer a ship. Yeah. Steer a ship. Maybe, maybe he he's was just a pirate. A pirate. No. And that's why Hook knew him, yeah. or he knew Hook. Maybe he's just maybe he was just a pirate there. But then, like, it it seems Hook's like Hook with Lily, Tiger Lily. Yeah. yeah. But doesn't it seem like Hook and Neil like knew each other on a personal, like, kind of like an exceptional level, like the way like Hook was like, oh, your your son won't want you or whatever. Yeah. But has Hook and Neil? Have we seen them together yet? Not just, yet. No. Just in the when Hook stabs. I don't know. I know no, because him. Neil was upstairs. Oh yeah, he was yeah. upstairs. Yeah. So we haven't really seen no, those two characters yeah, when interact he was, yet. He was knocked out already mm-hmm. when yeah. he was like, "Oh, Hook." And so maybe yeah. until they interact with each other on screen, we'll see. Yeah, and Very then cool. just just another couple things. They were asked if there will be death before the end of the season, and. Kitsis said, I hope so. Oh, I'm thinking um, so. Horowitz said, there will be prices paid towards the end of the season. So, sort of, we might see a death? I don't know. But my favorite question was, if magic runs in the family, could Henry also have magical powers? And they said, that's also that's always a possibility. He is the product of both dark and light magic. So could that combo mm. of those two feuding That's magics true. be more powerful than right, Henry's? The Henry is the product of dark and light magic. That's so, so what, true. Neil's dark. Well, his grandpa. His grandpa right, right. was dark there, and then you have the good magic. So it'd be I mean, interesting to see if we got yeah. Henry into you know the fairy tale world and he started acting out to see what kind of magic he can produce. Is it stronger than his mom's magic, which is the product of true love? Nothing I still, than mm, true love. yeah. I don't know. Be interesting to see. 
So that's all I got for news and gossip. So let's move into predictions. A lot of that gossip gives us great predictions. Who wants to start with their predictions? You can start. (laughs) Why don't you start? With me? There's so much happening. Um, (laughs) Next week's episode, Selfless, Brave, and True. Is that the title? That's the title of it. And boy, did it look crazy on screen. Um, You had Neil's fiance coming back. So and she's, she's like dark. Like, yeah, she looks like she's a she dark magic. She has dark. like a vendetta. Yeah, she looked like she had like some dark magic or something. All right, about well, her. let's like, be fair. I mean, Neil's been hanging out with Emma. Maybe she's <laughs> just like, you are about to steal my man. I mean, it could be Maybe something as simple as that. About that. <laughs> but my question for next week is she's on her way to Storybrooke, which Storybrooke, remember, didn't exist. Mm-hmm. So now we're just inviting people in. I, I predict that, that she is a magical being mm-hmm. not positive that it's tiger lily i like that idea but yeah i don't know so i predict that next week hopefully we will find out who neil's fiance really is and that snow we'll see we'll start seeing snow dark i mean i i do think she's going to be someone dark but I'm just kind of hoping that she's not someone from uh, from Fairytale Land and she's just a normal person because it would be too easy for Neil to, like, be dating someone who is also related to his past, past. you know? It's like he keeps finding those girls. Yeah, like, what are the odds? It's a, the United States is huge. <laughs> yeah, but if you think about it, everyone in Starbuck, they're all related somehow. I know, they but, all like... hook up with each other. You gotta, you gotta give us simpletons a chance, you know? Yes. I and, know. and August is... Back, oh, kind back. Yeah. So I, I can't wait to hear. Wooden form. Yeah, he's still in wooden mm-hmm. form. So I, I can't wait to hear his story of what he's been up to for the past mm-hmm. sixteen episodes. Right, because he was yep. there. Season. Why is he still one. in wooden form? If magic is back, don't you think that would help him transform back to maybe a human self? But his true self yeah. is the wooden form. That's, That's true. true. But um, and some of the characters in Once Upon a Time, their true selves are animals and crickets yeah. and stuff. That's it's true. true. Maybe just um, to be a place in the States, you need to have like a human... Oh, wait, that doesn't make sense because no. Pinocchio right now is... Um, ready to go. Well, because selfless, brave, and true is what the blue fairy tells Pinocchio that he has to be to be a real boy. So he kind of fell back on that. So mm. maybe because he right. broke that and turned into wood form, maybe there's no coming back from the wood form yeah. now. Yeah, because he wasn't selfless, brave, and true when he left Emma. Yeah. He, he was, was the exact opposite of Very all those opposite. things. That's why he's a wooden boy. Yep. Yeah. So what about you guys? What are your predictions? Uh, I really don't have any. I know. I don't. I, I mean, what happened to Belle? We didn't see her. Okay. What happened to Belle? What happens to the garden? One thing now, a new question for me is, I know I know that like somehow Rumpel gives Henry to Regina, but I want to see the whole story. Mm-hmm. I, and I hope we can see that and see how much that correlates with... Um, the stranger now maybe yeah. the stranger will become friends with henry because there's such a parallel yeah so i, I think that kurt owen's father is locked up in the oh, yeah. place where regina locked up bell ah. i thought that too yeah. like when we first yeah i predict it. that kurt is still alive yes, somewhere please be still alive. and that owen somewhere. will find him mm-hmm. one day yes uh do you think any time in this ep- this season I think, mm. not this season, but maybe he will find out, they will discover who he is mm. by the end of this season. Uh, do you guys, I have a question for you guys. Do you guys have any predictions on her? I still think their initials to someone, hmm. which we haven't found out. It's not Kurt and Owen either, so. <laughs> I don't know who her is. I can't even give you a good guess. And I would also like to... The question is also, I want to know, I know we talked about this, but why Owen and Kurt had the privilege to end up there? I think it was because they were camping and then they saw this curse starting, so they got to the place where Storybrooke was going to end up before the curse Ah, actually covered. So it was like pretty much perfect timing, right? place you know right time. time that's just crazy though that there was like only two people camping in this whole area and it happened to be these two i just want i, I kind of want more of a story to that than just that but we'll see i guess 
I want to learn. Question. I want to learn more about the line and yeah. why um, Storybrooke disappeared. Like, did Regina at that point put up a protection spell on mm-hmm. the town so that strangers couldn't get in, or was it just a lapse where mm-hmm. strange? It was always like that. I don't know. I mean, like with great episodes comes tons of questions, right? But so we also questions. saw when Regina saw Owen up at the line, but Owen couldn't see her. Yeah. When she yeah. put her hand out, there was like the shield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe they physically couldn't actually leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was holding them back. Well, let us know your thoughts. Um, <laughs> we can always keep this conversation going on Twitter. Um, to find me on Twitter or Instagram, I'm at TweetT22. And you can find me at K-A-O-R-I-O-U-S on Twitter as well as Tumblr. And I'm on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. And you can find all of us at AfterBuzz TV's Twitter at AfterBuzz TV. Until next week, guys, Oncers out. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.